All right, turn with me to Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 12. And let's look here at verse 34. <clears throat> I'm going to share something with you. <clears throat> Excuse me, that I got the Tuesday morning meeting at Word of Life Christian Center during our Supernatural Leadership Conference, right when Miss Trina Hankins was teaching and preaching and praying. She kind of mixes them all up. Um, together, I should say, mixes them all together. But she said something that I'm going to talk to you about tonight because to me I believe this is a big answer to a lot of people's problems and you can start getting the victory tonight. I mean like that. You know, I, I don't like to... Uh, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to go to the store and find out they don't have my size and oh, we'll ship that to you. I want it now. <laughs> I want it. I mean, I have to be patient at times. I realize, but um, it's like I don't like it when they're out of stuff. It's like I, I came here to buy this. You're out of this. You have every size but mine. <laughs> but this is something you can start. We can start tonight to fix any problem in your life. Come up higher in the success level of your life. This is something you can start tonight. Do you like that? We have your size. We have your size and your color and your style. You can leave here tonight with what you wanted. Isn't that great? So look at Matthew 12. Jesus said, Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's one way you can tell if you're filled with the Spirit or not by what you want to talk about all the time. Out of the, if if you have an abundance of the fullness of the Spirit inside of you, you're going to want to talk about the things of God more than anything in this world. Let's just help you locate if you're filled with the Spirit or not. Here's what I say. Pray in tongues and worship the Lord long enough in the morning till you don't want to stop. Then you might have to stop because you've got to go to work. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. I want you to notice the words, brings forth. Next verse. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. That's why we need to repent for certain words that we know we shouldn't have said. I don't want to have to say, well, Lord... um, I guess I didn't repent of that. I guess I didn't acknowledge that. I don't like bad confessions going out into my future that I haven't killed or repented of. You know, condemned. You can condemn your own wrong words. Have you ever said something you wish you hadn't said? That you knew went against your faith? Went against your conscience? Went against love? You, ever, you know what you need to do at a time like that? You need to stop and say, whoop, whoop, whoop. I do not believe what I just said. I do not believe what I just said. And the Bible says... We have, a, we have the power and the right to condemn wrong words that are spoken against us. Did you know that? Isaiah said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we shall condemn those words. Well, you might find yourself speaking some words against yourself at times or against your future. And you need to say, words, I kill you. I don't believe what I just said. I messed up. I, I repent. I stop it. I don't want those words having any effect on my future. And if you don't think words are powerful, just remember how God created the universe. (laughs) Right? So every idle word that man shall speak will give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Next verse. 
For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Back up now to verse 34. Actually, I'm sorry, verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart. Now, this is so interesting because you're probably not going to be bringing forth anything if you don't know what's in there. This is different than asking God to give you something. This is you bringing forth from the inside of you what he's already put in you. Can I get a witness, church? This is different than praying to God for something that he's already put inside of you. All right, so here's what we're, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about there's power in your spirit right now to fix every mental problem, emotional problem, solical problem, physical problem, financial problem, marriage problem. All the power, the power in your spirit is greater than all those other problems coming against you in those other areas of your life. It's, it's greater. So what should we do? Keep crying out to God to pour something down from heaven or bring forth from our own being by choice what he's already put in us. I mean, there's a lot of people praying and waiting for God to do something. Why don't you bring some things forth that he's already put on the inside of you? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, bringing it forth. How, you, the Bible talks about work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. It's in you. Do you ever think about that your healing's in your spirit right now, in the spirit form, in the spirit realm? If you learn to work it out, it'll hit your body. It'll hit your mind. And if it starts flowing strong enough and people are open, it'll hit other people when it comes out of you. And they'll get healed. All right, so keep this in mind. I mean, we're probably going to come back here, but go to Philemon, one chapter, verse 6. Philemon, verse 6. And I did not give you this one, Helen, but it's in Philemon 6. Paul's praying here that the communication of your faith may become effectual. Anybody want their faith working great? Anybody want the communication of your faith working great? Well, how does it happen? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So you can have it in you and not know it's in you or why tell them, why tell them to acknowledge it? Check it out we got a lot of good things on the inside of our spirit. We need to get them in our soul. We need to get those things from our spirit into our body. We need to get those good things into our finances and into our families and into the people around us. <clears throat> but if you don't know what's in there, you're not going to be conscious of bringing anything forth. You have in you right now healing power, miracle power. Can I, let me just get real simple. You ready? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Who's in you? Jesus who? Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the provider. Jesus, the miracle worker. Jesus, the smartest of them all, the coolest of them all, the most powerful of them all, is in you. But we want him also working in us and through us, into our own being, and then to people around us. And I think we need to get our, our thoughts in this line, because a lot of times people are praying and thinking that God still has not given us everything and we still need to pray and it still needs to come from heaven. Well, let me ask you this. Where's heaven? Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. Right? 
If he's in you, everything that heaven has is in you. We keep expecting things to come from the outward to us when we need to start realizing we're different now that we're born again. We've got amazing, powerful things on the inside of us and we need to do what Jesus taught in Matthew 12, bring them forth. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Man, there are songs in some people that would freak this world out if they would tap into it, pray in tongues long enough, and then believe for an interpretation. I'm talking about songs this world has not even get close to tapped into yet. They can come super... It doesn't mean you never think, and it doesn't mean you don't get a pen and a paper, but I'm telling you there are things on the inside. If you're, if you're born again, you're connected to heaven. Right? And sometimes we pray and we think God's going to rain all this stuff down out here as we're praying for the latter rain, as we're praying for signs and wonders. I have, a, I have a newsflash for us. When we're praying for heaven to be manifested in the earth, it's going to come through us. And rivers of living water are going to come out of our belly to the dying, crying, sighing world all around us. That's how it's going to happen. I know sometimes the Lord does things in, in the atmosphere, but a lot of this is coming through. I mean, look at Jesus. Things came from heaven through him all the time to the earth. And we need to see ourselves the same way. He constantly tried to get the disciples to do some of the things he was doing. He even got a little righteously angry about it at times. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, bring him to me. Um, turn with me to Hebrews 3, and we'll, like I said, go back to Matthew 12 in just a second. So I wanted to title the message this way tonight. You ready? All you need is in you. Now, this doesn't mean you never ask for prayer anymore because we're all growing in this revelation. We're all coming up in this. You've you got to operate where you're at. But you know what? If we realize some of these things that we're talking about tonight, you're not going to think you always have to go to somebody else to pray for you. Did you ever get this revelation? I don't have a different Jesus in me that you have in you. I don't have different access to the Father than you have. I could say I have the same access to the Father Billy Graham had. Kenneth Hagin. They had more revelation of their access as to why sometimes we would look to them on a higher level. But really, we're all supposed to get to the place where we're acting like the Lord. We're the ones that are ministering, not always needing ministered to. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with being ministered to. We need it. We're growing. We're not there yet. But the goal should not be we stay the way we are. The goal should be let's come and let's be more like the Lord. Let's have ministering on our mind more than needing ministry. And if you realize this, the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You'll think twice about just going to somebody else for prayer, but maybe you could pray a powerful prayer yourself. I love it. See, the church, churches won't grow if the people in the church think that the pastor is the only one that can get people saved, healed, filled with the Spirit, and comfort people in the hospital. The churches won't grow. Two things will happen. Number one, pastor will die young, <laughs> thinking he has to do it all. Number two, you'll get no rewards when you see Jesus face to face. You know, to hear the Lord say, well done, you got to be doing something for him. Amen. Something for his church. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't even know if I'm going to hear well done unless you hear well, well done. Because if you don't hear well done, I didn't do a good job. I think my hearing 
Jesus telling me well done is based on him being able to tell you well done because we didn't do it all and you didn't think pastor had to do it all. We're all going to do a part, our part. Yeah. Amen. I want the Lord telling you well done, thou good and faithful servant, when you stand before him. So guess what I got to do? I get to help you find out what you need to be doing in the church and beyond the church. Your influence for Jesus in the world that you live in. Your part in the body of Christ. And I have to be honest, because I was going to lie. No, I wasn't. That's a terrible confession. I stopped saying that. I wasn't going to lie. It's just a figure of speech. I have to be honest with you. I want to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot to be done in this church and in this valley that I've been a little afraid of letting people do some of the things because maybe they can't do them exactly like I think they should be done. But the Lord said, you need to relieve yourself and release the people if you're going to grow. And he, then he said this to me. He said, not audibly, but in my heart. Then he said, you even need to be open and welcome a few mistakes like you made in your growth process. <laughs> and not be afraid of... Mistakes cannot quench a move of God. Mistakes can't stop the Spirit of God from doing great things. And so this is one of those little changes that we're going to talk about in the weeks and months ahead. And we're just going to really release the people and let some things happen that need to happen. Da, amen. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Hebrews 11 and verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the world's, uh, so interesting to me, were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, this has to do with that bringing forth. God brought forth what was in him by words. How did God bring forth the, how did the world, universe get created? He brought forth what was in him, creative power, through let there be light, let there be planets, let there be this, let there be that, right? He brought forth what was in the good treasure of his heart through saying something. So, does that give you a little clue how you're going to bring forth the healing and the deliverance and the success and the increase? Hmm? We're probably going to have to say something. If the Lord had to say something, if God had to say something to get what was in him out, we're going to have to say something to get what's within us out. Now, one of the things, I'll get to, let me get to that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. So if we want to see a change out here, we've got to say something from in here. Because that's where he is. That's where the power is. Actually, the Bible says that's where the treasure is. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. See, your spirit is in your body. That's why he said in earthen vessels, because your spirits, the real you, is in this physical body. And so we have to learn to bring forth what's in us. If you've got, if you have... Um, what do I want to say? If you have things coming against you that are beyond your ability to overcome, then you need to tap into the part of you that has the ability to overcome and quit trying to do it with willpower only. There is power in your spirit 
to break every bad habit immediately. And I mean, break it to the point where you don't even want it anymore and it never troubles you again. <clears throat> Let me quote the scripture to you. Romans 8. You ready? We, through the Spirit, do mortify. That's where we get our word mortuary from. Mortician. We, through where, through where? How do we do this? How do we kill something so it never comes back? Because you know when it's dead, it's dead. Right? When it's dead, it's dead. The reason a lot of people are still struggling with sins, they've never killed them. They've just tried to push them aside, overcome them with willpower, exercise a little more physical strength. Now, if you want to mortify something in your life, like a habit that's destroying you or your marriage, and I will say this, if you don't kill some of these things, they will kill you. Do you understand that? We have scripture after scripture of examples for us upon whom the ends of the world are come who are destroyed for not getting victory over certain things like habits and sins. And If you don't kill some things, they'll kill you. They'll kill your marriage. They'll kill your ministry. They'll kill your business. They'll kill your family. They may kill you dead. I mean, that's why we have weapons of our warfare. We're way beyond just pushing stuff aside. You're going to have to kill some stuff like Goliath. David had to kill him. So he never rose up again. Well, listen, you ready? Romans says, We, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, and we live. Is that it? Yeah. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. See, if you don't get control of it, it'll kill you. But if you, through the Spirit, everybody say, through the Spirit. If you through, now where are we bringing forth this good stuff from? From our hearts, our spirit, right? The hidden man of the heart. It, but if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you'll live. And the reason a lot of people don't get permanent victory over certain habits, because they never get victory through the Spirit. The Spirit of man is the only thing that has the capacity to overcome some of these things. Forever. Put to death. And that's really good news. I'm going to tell you in just a minute how to get that power out. We already heard speaking is one of them. Turn to, oh boy. Well, turn to Mark 11. A scripture that you probably don't know much about. Mark 11, 23, but we'll look at it tonight. The spirit, your spirit, if you're born again, listen to this. If you're born again, your spirit has the power to kill habits and addictions. You'll never fall in that area again. Not that you'll never be tempted, but you'll never fall again if you get that power in your spirit against that thing coming against your soul and your flesh. We don't have to pray for what God's told us to bring forth. Mark eleven twenty three. Look at it. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, Whosoever, way beyond preachers here, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, ah, and shall not doubt in his heart. So you've got to say these things from your heart, not just your head, if you want to see a mountain move. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe in your heart that those things which you said shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Now, I can't think of anything this verse can't fix. It can move any problem out of your life. Depression, fear, cancer, whatever, right? 
or Jesus lied. Whosoever says to this mountain and these things that are hurting people, like disease and fear and bondage, these are mountains and they can be moved. But most people are praying when they should be saying. Most people are asking God to do things when he told them to do something. And he was constantly trying to tell his disciples, you speak to the storm. You cast the devil out of this person. You do this. You do that. And he's telling us the same thing today. A lot of people are praying when they should be speaking from their heart. The power is released through, through words. We found that out. God spoke and what was in him came out after he spoke. And what's in us will come out if we speak in faith and stay in faith after we've spoken that it's happening. If we shall have whatsoever we say, why keep trying to get God to do things? If we shall have whatsoever we say, if we shall have whatsoever we say, why do we keep trying to get God to do things? He believes in us a lot more than we've believed in ourselves. Ah, oh, let's see. Let's move on because time's running out. Go to John 7. John chapter 7. And I want to say it again. All that you need is in you. And you can start bringing it forth tonight. Aren't you glad I didn't say, well, we don't quite have the answer for you tonight, but we'll send it to you in a week from now. I have the answer for you tonight. You can start bringing forth victory in any area of your life tonight. Yes. Praise God. Yes. John 7, look at verse 37 and verse 38. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, screamed, one translation said, saying, If any man's thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, how many of we believe in drinking in this church? The right thing. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, that's your spirit. If you read other scriptures in the Old Testament, the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. This talking about the spirit of man, he says, if you believe on me, as the scripture said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is not a metaphor. This is real. Rivers of living water is a real heavenly substance that's supposed to enter into this earth realm more and more through believers that believe on Jesus. You can't see it. There's a lot of things you can't see with the physical eyes, but you know it's real, right? I mean, I can't see the air. Can you see the air? He that believes on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And I'm going to submit unto you, those rivers of living water can heal AIDS. Easily. Cancer. Piece of cake. These rivers of living water can fix mental oppression that's run in your family for ten generations. It can wash it right out. It can expel it right out of your brain, right out of your soul. It can wash bad habits away to like we read, they're gone forever. Just like somebody died, they're gone. They're, they're not going to get up and walk again. It's over. These rivers of living water, we thought these rivers of living water were primarily for people we're ministering to. Well, I have good news for you. They're for you too. 
These rivers can flow out of your spirit into your own mind and bring peace that passes understanding. These rivers of living water can flow into your own head, your body, your blood, your organs, your bones. I say we start bringing some of it forth. How many want some rivers of living water running out of you into your finances, into your, into your understanding so that I'm coming to realize more and more and more the only difference between rich people and people that aren't rich is rich people have made some changes in their life that poor people haven't. It has so little to do with talent and education. I'm convinced. Especially with the knowledge that's available today. I mean, the guy for Tesla, Elon Musk, knew nothing about electric cars. Nothing. He just decided one day I got some money to invest. I'm going to study on the internet and find out what electric cars are all about and maybe I'll build one and now he's a multi-billionaire. Well, I don't know. He's just, he's so gifted and so, so knowledgeable. He didn't know anything about it until he started researching. Got an idea, acted on it. Isn't that interesting? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the reason people are poor one reason, I guess, but it says in Proverbs, the reason people are poor because they will not hear a rebuke. You can all sit down, stop dancing and shouting, <laughs> saying, Preach, good preaching, Pastor. <laughs> hey, I have to hear the same word you do, too. The reason I'm not higher is because maybe I need to be a little better at receiving correction, too. So healing comes from this. Now get this, get this, get this, get this. This is going to start talking a little bit more about how to bring it forth because we only got a little bit of time left. How do we bring forth this power into our mind, into our body, into our spirit, or excuse me, into our finances from our spirit? Listen to this. This came to me. It's really good. Healing comes forth from the same place tongues comes from. Oh, you didn't hear that. Miracles come forth from the same place that other tongues come from. Maybe if we prayed in tongues enough, it would bring some healing with it once in a while, since it's in the same place. Oh, did you hear that? Now, why did Paul say, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all? And the Corinthians were speaking so much, Paul had to do some correction because they were getting a little off in some areas. But he said, forbid not to speak with tongues, just get it right. He spoke in tongues a lot. I thought, you know what, I'm going to get up to an hour a day and pray in tongues. And the Lord said, son, that's great. But I said, praying always with all prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Right? Praying always. Be instant in prayer. Pray without ceasing. I realized, well, that, you know, he's talking about living a life of prayer, not locking yourself in a closet 24-7. He's talking about learning to live a life of prayer where you're constantly aware of God and the big things and the small things, always communing with him about things, talking with him like a friend. Oh, I like that color, Lord. What do you think? Or, I mean, we're talking about living a life of prayer, but at the same time, we're talking about seasons like the Lord had seasons of prayer where you just pull away and you pray for hours. Why? To bring forth the wisdom of God that will make you successful in everything He's called you to do. Healing, strength, power, anointing. I figure if, if, if tongues comes from the treasure on the inside of me, then that's the same place healing comes from. How many think you could pray in tongues so much that it just starts bringing kind of a vacuum on the inside of you where all these other things start to come out with it? 
It's a really good word. God brings things out of him by saying what he wants. Hmm, 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 hmm. Philippians 2. Let me just say this thing about faith, too. I want to say about faith. Faith, faith is not trying to believe anything. Faith is choosing to believe something. You don't have to work up some kind of a, what do you call it, frenzy to believe. You just got to choose to believe. Faith is a choice. It's not, it's not a try. You don't try to believe. You just choose to believe. You know, when somebody says, you, you tell them, you know, Jesus loves you and he died on a cross. And they say, well, I don't believe that. I can't, I can't believe that. I just can't believe that. That's wrong words. That's, that's an untruth statement. There's no such thing as I can't believe that. It's I choose not to believe that. Believing is not a can or a can't proposition. It's you choose to or you choose not to. You choose to believe this Bible is true and that God is who he says he is and Jesus is who he says he is, did what he said he did. Or you don't. Or you don't. I just can't believe that. Wrong terminology. No such thing. It's not I can't believe. It's I choose not to believe what the book says. People say, I just can't believe. I, I can't believe unless I see. No, seeing has nothing to do with believing. You choose to believe what the Lord said or you choose not to believe what he said. That might have just been worth your time right there tonight. Philippians 2 and verse 12. And again, thanks for being here tonight. I know it's Thanksgiving Day weekend and I know some of us are tired and we've shopped a lot and ate a lot, but I believe the Lord will honor you for being here tonight. We'll be done in just a few minutes. Philippians 2 and verse 12. There it is. You see it? Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out. Oh, I know you now. You say, I wish I wouldn't have come to church. I don't want to hear about working out. I don't want to hear about working out. I don't want to hear about working out. Well, this may be a little different zone, but working out is a good thing if you're working out the right things. Work out your own salvation. Now that word is soteria in the Greek. It means, it means healing, it means wholeness, it means soundness, it means pres- preservation, prosperity, deliverance from temporal problems and evils, as well as going to heaven when you die. But we've already got that taken. See, if you're already going to heaven when you die, what salvation is he talking about here? Come on, if we're already saved and going to heaven, why tell believers who are saved and going to heaven, work out your own salvation? Well, this must be different than being saved and going to heaven because they already had that. When you said, I'm saved, you said a mouthful. Most people think, well, I'm saved. I got my ticket to heaven and so much more if you'd only realize it. Work out your own salvation with reverence and trembling. Like that? Everybody say, I like working out. I like working out. Work out what? Why did he say work it out? Because it's in you. Every good thing in you, in Christ Jesus, includes healing and miracles and success and wisdom to be a millionaire. Anything you need in your life is in line with your calling and you enjoying life in the proper godly way. It's in you. But you've got to work it out. People are praying for, to God for things instead of working out what's already in them. 
I said, people are praying to God for all. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not dumb. We need to pray. But pray for things that the Bible talks about praying for, not just things you want and need. They might already be in you. Hmm? It's interesting to me to note, and I'm sure your dad and grandpa taught this, these truths because Brother Hagin brought this revelation out, but there, there's not one scripture in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John where Jesus ever prayed for anybody to be healed. But thousands were healed. Interesting. Book of Acts. I see no place in the book of Acts where anybody prayed for Father, heal so-and-so, and they were healed. Now it talks about them praying, and then Peter turned to the body and said, Tabitha, I say unto you, arise. It talked about Paul praying, and then he ministered to that man on the island who had a bloody flux or whatever, and he got totally healed. But it didn't say he prayed for the healing. He just prayed and got direction. And then he ministered according to what he got in prayer. And he was healed. And then all these people on the island started getting healed. It's interesting. Now, can you pray for healing? Of course you can. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. But it's so interesting to note in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the book of Acts, nobody ever prayed for the Father to heal anybody. And thousands were healed because they were speaking boldly. They were ministering healing. They were led by the Spirit. And they were releasing heaven from on the inside. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's a powerful verse. All right. So let's do some of that tonight. Here's the two ways we work out our salvation. Through anointed words, speaking God's word from in your spirit because you've already got it in there. Or number two, praying in tongues a lot. Rivers of living water coming out of you. Right? We just said some powerful things about rivers of living water. I've never said before. I'm going to have to go back and hear that again. But you have rivers of living water on the inside of you. Heavenly substance that can fix every sickness, wash out every disease. In you right now, you have enough living water if you'll just let it flow out of you. Like I said, I believe it would cure AIDS, cancer, anything. Stop that mortify habits to never to return. We, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body and live. And let's just release some of that time. So I told you, you're going to leave here with something to do to get this process happening immediately. You don't have to wait for a week for it to come in the mail. So I say we just speak in tongues for a few minutes. Get some more direction from the Lord. And as you're speaking in tongues tonight, be aware of the fact that the power in your spirit is greater than all these things that are coming against your mind, your emotions, your body, your finances, your family, your marriage. And just, just see that those rivers of living water dealing with these things once.